Grow talk coming at you. Rocking out my Cypress Hill jacket, man. I keep this thing in the closet. I try to keep it mint. Yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> I have a Billabong jacket from actually the first time we went snowboarding together up in BC. It says Bong on it. And it's 20 years, 20 years I've had that. And uh, I, I do, I keep it mint. It's sentimental to me. Did you get that Cypress Hill uh, sweatshirt at the Cypress Hill concert after the High Times Cannabis Cup in like 2014? No, you got it at Hot Topic. No. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Got it at the concert. I'm not. I'm not just trying to be hip. I actually have an ice pack on my sore lower back. She's so like, oh, I'll just wear a little, wear a little hoodie, man. That'll make me look like I'm not getting old with a sore back. So it's uh, awesome, bro. It's kind of funny. We have uh, records of us for what the last six or seven years. So I'm like, all right, man. Haven't been too messed up. M- made most of the shows. Been healthy enough to make most of the shows, right? Yes, most of the shows have been made today. You got the appropriate shirt yourself, Mr. Clone only for a Grow yeah. Talk show. We got grower questions off dudegrows.com. Uh, first off, we got a dank nug titled Black Black Strap Autoflower from Gnome Automatics, formerly known as Mandalorian Genetics by Fisher Farms 314. All right. What is Want a Mandalorian? A- is that the thing from South Park that they... Uh- uh, it was a mini guitar. The Mandalorians like are no Mandalorians are like uh, the, oh, a, it's the, a warring race from the planet Mandalore in Star Wars. So they're they're like guitar. they're like they're like warriors. Are you sure? And why am I thinking of an instrument? Am yeah, I crazy? Too, I, I think you guys are both confused. That is a mandolin. That doesn't feel right, bro. Um, and it is a <laughs> instrument that's used predominantly in bluegrass. Music. Yeah, and who? Yeah, it makes sense. And who plays it? A Mandalorian. No, that I agree. Maybe a mandolinist. I'm not. I'm not sure what a mandolin player is called. Actually. All right, we got Grow Talk question: Choosing males by Brock of Tristram. Oh, don't uh, get me started, honey. HPS ventilation with dust filter by Sunny and Bectopia. Some hey. cats running some air school, air schooled, air schooled, air cooled hoods out there. I don't got a problem with that. Um, and humidity, humidity, humidity by Mom's Basement. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Where's your grow? Where's your grow at? It's in Mom's Basement, your... yo. Or maybe Mom's growing. <laughs> and uh, hey, that's my basement. Don't go down there. If you are enjoying the Grow Talk, helping your grow, like in the show, dogrows.com forward slash support. <laughs> you support this show. Sign up over there at $10 a month. You get access to the DG. What's up? You need to work on Al Sharpton like that. If you're in the grow and liking the show, come on, you okay. can do it, man. You got to work. I'll try on and spice it a little. I'll right. get his, uh, he's probably got a little audiobook for me to listen to or something I can buy to help me out. I will sh- tell me if he does, because I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you sign up to support the show, you get 30% off Real Growers Recharge. You get five free seeds from Seeds Here Now that you can order from Best Coast Genetics. Get your growth starter right with some solid genetics. Plenty of DDC already got those in the ground and harvested. And our giveaways, guys, we're doing giveaways a couple times a month. Right now, it's a Horticultural Lighting Group 350R to replace your 600-watt HID HPS metal halide out there. Check it out, horticulturallightinggroup.com, uh, 350R. If you want to enter to win this, you're already signed up supporting us. Go to Patreon, comment on the post titled Grower Hookup, and you will be entered to win by September 7th. So what do you think, Scotty? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that's, that's perfect for a two-by-four right there. The hell with replacing a light, getting new growers to hop on in, get a light like that, no ballast, just 
the light. You can just hang it up and man, just start growing. It's I so say easy even to start up to now. a, you said two by four. I'm giving that like three by three wall to wall light for bloom. And even You're probably uh, right. a four by four without having everything cramped. Maybe you got a little bit of space. You can still rock that. Hey, and if you're looking for a veg light, that covers a five by five for veg. Money, Jesus. money, money. You guys. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Membership has its privileges. I think that might be patented or something or trademarked or what I don't know what you say for an audio file. The, uh, it's true, man. The American Express people will wipe you out, man. They're ruthless, okay? What is an audiophile again? Is that somebody that is into audio? Yeah, I think it's somebody that's really into audio. Yeah, you're like, uh, I don't know. Don't ask me to think of the other files that are out there, right? But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what is the word? <laughs> what is root? What is the root term? I don't know if that root is right, but file mean. I mean, really into, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Who's growing some dank? Let's hop into the show. Dudegrows.com. Dank nugs. Blackstrap Autoflower from Gnome Automatics, formerly known as Mandalorian Genetics by Fisher Farms, 314. Dig it. Uh, got the caffeine kicking in a little bit as I grab it to sip on. Yeah. Uh, is caffeine addictive? You think it's addictive? Caffeine is extremely addictive. Everybody says that, <laughs> but like I drink two espressos normally during the day. My stomach's been a little bit on the bum. I haven't drank them in a bit. It doesn't, it's, I don't miss it. I'm not craving it. I mean, I can I make mean, one if I want it. Have so. you ever thought that your stomach ailment might just be caffeine withdrawals? No, no, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> All right. Can you hide behind your auto flowers? Blackstrap was a collaboration. We already said this enough. Um, I'll say it again from Gnome, Automa- or Gnome Automatics, formerly known as Mandalorian Genetics and Brother Mendel selection brother what Mendel. does that mean can you hide behind your auto flower meaning like can you put it in front of you and have it block your whole body that's what I'm, i think that's, that's what he's saying is it like <laughs> yeah, look at the, ah that's badass man fucking a right on all right so Jesus, that's a hell of an auto flower wow a cross between anvil and black label cookies three this auto flower needed two scrogs to control the weight with a menthol slash lemon front on the woodsy and a, the woodsy finish is perfect mm, for the like outdoor that. sesh even yielding more see that's when isn't that when people are kind of just making some stuff up like okay it's got a menthol lemon front and then a woodsy finish i can see so the front's the the inhale yes and it, yes. The exhale. And it oh yeah the, woodsy and then, kind of menthol with uh like a little bit of yogurt in there i would say but why is it perfect for an outdoor sesh? I think it's just, it, what about an indoor sesh? Is it perfect for that too? Yes, it's perfect for any <laughs> sesh, dude. Okay. Okay. It says, even yielding more than some photo periods I've grown in the past, I find myself reaching for the jar from our morning toast more often than none. Hopefully this black strap will show other growers the potential these new autoflower genetics have. Yes. Yields, terps, early finish, and great social smoke. Autos always have a special place in my garden. Thanks Ooh, for content, dudes. Down. Much Love from St. Louis, Missouri. Fisher Farms 314 right on St. Louis up in the STL. Lived there for a minute for sure. Now that is uh, deep water culture. Am I wrong, sir? I see a four bucket deep water culture. Maybe, yeah, four bucket DWC system. Interesting. It almost looks like, uh, I can't tell from this picture. He has those fill tubes to tell where your water level's at on the side. I was wondering if those were individual sites, but I wouldn't think so. Give us a little more info, though. Yeah. Hold on. He's a beast. 
Uh, thanks for the comments, Rasufa and Dank Asaurus. It's and, crazy oh. that those came out of a five-gallon bucket. It's That's a lot of weed. Um, grow question. Choosing males. All right. Choosing males by Brock of Tristram. So if you're on Grow Talk, looking at these Grow Talk questions, this question was coming with an image that doesn't load in the load into the post here. So, but I found the image. I mean, you can click on this uh, old sex man image. Um, this was the choosing males. So I, that was the image for it. Yes, that was the image for this post. I couldn't find it, so I thought, you know what? I can find a better picture by googling "old sex man" and then searching images. I uh -huh. literally thought, I literally thought, no harm. I don't know what, what you got to do that. You got to do that with safe search on, man. If you're doing that, if you're trying to be careful, okay. It unless was, uh, unless you're trying to have like a repeat of the first time you were in a locker room and there's just some unabashed old man dick. I'm putting on my old sex man. You put on. Oh, do not search. There was way more than that. There was the unspeakable guru. Okay. I, I think my search is damn. And then that's what makes me, that's what makes me think. I'm, go like, I'm going to the grow talk question. That's oh, not shit, a man. I did. I kind of got stuck with the same thing. You know, the naked black guy that everybody puts in their memes and you get somebody to open it. It's the naked black guy. Anyway, I don't, I but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I googled naked black guy trying to find that picture. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, grow talk. Grow talk. Some shit, man. We got choosing males here. Uh, let's hit it. This is by Brock of Tristram. How's it going, everyone? I recently ordered a bunch of regular seeds, <laughs> and I'm looking to start them soon. I was gifted a few from a friend, and after growing them out the first time, I was in love. And now I want to make sure that I have personal seed stash for the future. I did have a few questions before I got them started. What are the ratios I can expect males from about a pool of 10 seeds? And what are some tips for selecting males and females that I want to keep? Thanks for the advice. And you can go deep with that second question. But what about uh, males and females out of a 10? Hang on. And Guru and I were talking about this. And I was trying to be simple, Scotty, saying, well, it's about 50-50. And science says no. It's actually 55 45 to the females and that's just uh evolutionarily that is a lot more successful because one plant or one male can pollinate a ton of females um that is how the progeny is able to uh, go on further and pass its genetic information on wow uh, is if there's a little bit more females than males uh people are the same way weirdly in china do some experiment with that man well they yeah yeah they were just throwing babies away if they were if they were girls. Dear God. Next question, uh, sir. Right. Uh, what are some okay selecting males? And I got some good uh, comments in here, but what can I expect? We got that males, but what about selecting a male and females? What should you look for? I don't know anything about trying to look for male plants because I've never done so, this. I've never bred with seeds. It's where uh, this gets a little bit tricky. So like females, obviously you can grow out those plants and smoke the flower from them and see which one you like more, which one was terpier, which one grew better. You visually can see that going on. Males, you have to uh, cross them into something else and see how they affect that. You can get like some idea from like a stem rub uh, of the male to see if it's a little bit terpier than other ones right. or not. But there's not much, I mean, it growing fast you you can select for that too but the real way to find out if a male is worth keeping or not is to cross that male and keep track of everything and right. see which male actually passes on the traits you want it to 
into another line. So you can't really look at direct evidence like at the mail and make a decision. Right. You have to cross it into something else to be able to see how its genetics gets passed along and what, what it holds that could be recessive or just show up in the female offspring of it. So it gets a little bit tricky. That's why C2 now uh, makes sure that someone has a, their own breeding male that they've selected and are working with. Uh, because that's where the majority of the work in finding something to start doing breeding projects is, is finding that killer male. That's like, yeah, what Ross and Jeff has. What's the name of his breeding male? Is it Arise? Arise. Is the, is yes, the it Arise. Is. yes, it is. Um, I want to uh, take a comment here from Green Mount Thunder. I don't think you just touched on this group, but let me know. It says, when selecting for males, there's plenty of info out there, but basically you want to start with plant structure first. Plant height, leaf size, spacing between pollen sacs, Makes et cetera. Sense. Basically, this comes down to you to your growing desires. If you want shorter, bushier plants with tight nodal spacing that lean more indica, you want to select a male that is short, bushy, has tight spacing between pollen sacs, has big, broad-shaped leaves. This isn't a foolproof guarantee of desired outcome, but will increase your odds that the prodigy of your crossing will carry out these desired traits. I like that. Wait, was that progeny? Because that's one of my favorite words to say these days. Prod, prod, prodigy. No. Prodigy. That might be an autocorrect thing there. He probably meant progeny. I like it. I like both those. Thanks for all the comments. Soup, what's up? Um, it says, I, I might as well hit uh, soup real quick. As far as what I look for in a male, it really depends on what you're looking for. It's up to you to figure out what you want this project to be. What kind of traits are you looking for? What do you like in a plant? What traits do you like in the, about the strain you're working with? What do you want the next generation to be like? There's a lot of questions in this right. project. Right. Um, so, Breeding yeah. It's asking, man. Uh, asking what to look for in a male plant is kind of like asking someone what to look for in a girlfriend. <laughs> I like that analogy. Guru, I was reading this thing this morning about this guy in Russia that was collecting all these seeds. And it was like Stalin was like this super insane dictator guy and he found that he was collecting seeds from all over the world he, he didn't believe in genetic diversity he made him he actually put the guy in jail so he was like the best seeds are russian winter wheat and that is all there is to it and yeah. he put him in jail for the rest of his life for having a seed collection believing in genetics is what he was trying to tell him like mendel uh and darwin actually was trying to bring those uh philosophies or ideas you know, modernize russia and the guy was just like fuck you go to jail i mean we're, we are talking about the same stalin that had a turbulent airplane ride one time he was going to potsdam to meet with fdr and churchill <laughs> yeah, right. and then got back and had the designer of the airplane killed so yeah, but dude that guy was the, those the <laughs> stories about that guy are insane like he just made people clap and then the first person stopped clapping got killed <laughs> It's funny now, okay? It's, it's not funny, I should say. It's just so ridiculous, like something you'd see in a movie or something. You know? Well, I don't have much of a transition off of that, but interesting information. I will say before, the more growth talk coming up, we did mention Rasta Jeff in that question, so I want to give a reminder. Can you Canadians out there growing and need some IRE genetics, go to dudesworld.ca forward slash IRE. I-R-I-E. We'll hook you up. More stock coming. Awesome fems are coming as well. So uh, keep an eye on that. Keep checking back. Some of his new fem projects coming. I got to gotta do it. Dude's world. Dude's world. Smoking time. Excellent. Woo, woo, woo. Somebody give us an audio cut of that so Guru doesn't have to do it every time. But it is good. I like that. I got some Donatellos that he hooked me up with. Russ Jeff hooked me up with. They're uh, feminized. Um, pretty psyched to run these. 
Lemon Strunk by Blueberry Cookies. So he's varying. He's got different prodigy progenies going, man. Yes. Uh, good comments, man. Good comments. Dcash says ProMix. Good or good? Good or not good? So there are a lot of peats out there, man. And I have opened a bit of different bales from, I think, SunGrow is a brand. Or Sunshine Number no. 4 would be yeah. maybe a competing yeah. band. Yeah. I've used them a big, bit. Big, giant greenhouse brands right there. Um, but I do think ProMix is the best peat out there. When we're guys were talking about the bigger bales our growers use. Compressed bales. Three, yeah. 3.5 three cubic foot off the top of my head. Well, yeah. You're right, dude. I mean, uh, ProMix number four, or ProMix HP and Sunshine number four are like industry standards in the, yeah, hortico- in the horticulture world. They're used for everything. Are they the best soil soilless media that you could possibly get? Well, no, but is it uh, pretty high quality, good man. enough, and up to the standards? Most certainly. When I'm, yeah, I mean, for doing like commercial <laughs> projects, pretty high quality. And then when you get something like that, usually they'll mix something into it if you want. It'll give you a little customization for it, but it's just not gimmick. It's, it's not, you know, they don't put a lot of marketing into cannabis. I don't think, but. Yeah, it's a good. No, company. they're freaking huge. They're probably like one of yep. those companies like, oh, we can't, we can't touch that. But I agree with you guys. I use it as a base for whatever I'm doing. Maybe this mix is going to be some pro mix and some can of cocoa, or it's going to be some pro mix with worm castings, insect frass, um, and a compost mixed in. But it does make it. The only thing I don't like is I'm not a huge fan of perlite. I mean, I like it, but there is a bit in there. Um, I prefer to not have perlite and figure oh, out yeah. something else, which. Would just be rice hulls potentially would be a replacement for that. I've never tried that. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any problem with perlite, especially if you're using a lot of heavy peat. Lighten it up with perlite so you can water it more often. Sorry, image, image of old sex man still up on my other window. Oh, Jesus, man. Jesus. <laughs> not, the, not the dirty ones. All right. Um, yeah. So so uh, Dcash, yes. ProMix, I give it a thumbs up. I would mm. actually, that would be my preferred peat out there to go to if I could. It's available at a lot of nurseries, too, if you don't have hydro shops and all that. It's um, no so gimmick, I'm, real nursery product. And I'm sure they pay a ton of attention to the cannabis market. The cannabis market is huge. I bet you go to Indo Expo or whatever, and ProMix is one of the biggest booths, and Sunshine Number no. Four does. Come on, that's that's a huge industry now. Most definitely. Uh, I will see if they're there. Actually, can't wait to go. I'm gonna go to the Indo Indo Expo Denver, guys. If the Indo Expo Denver is on, I mean that's our one we usually hang. We usually get something going on out yeah. front. So if it's on and I can be there, I will be there. Okay. How long that? February. I think it's early February. I got plates on the dabulance, man. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Mad Farmer says, can the DDC hook me up with a question I have? I would like to check my light levels in my grow, preferably cost efficient and effective, seeing how I only need to use it once. Uh, also, I already own a Pulse 1, so I can't justify buying a Pulse Pro. So uh, any help, thanks. So Pulse 1, just like... That's a pulsegrow.com. That Pulse One's their meter that does all your all your environmental parameters. The Pulse Pro will measure PPFD and light levels. And he's saying, well, that's like I think a four hundred dollar meter or something with the coupon code, dude. But uh, what do you do? What you don't? You can't. I think a decent light meter you're spending some money on, right? I've done a very simple light meter. I've used Guru's going to help me explain it, but I've used the Lux meter, which is basically I think camera guys use them uh, just to check the light. You know the amount of light. I don't. I don't really. Is that the one with the little like gauge yep. on it that looks like it's fucking twelve dollars? Got a little gauge on it. Goes from oh, yeah. See, I got zero to pinned. Yeah, and it's uh. Guru, do we have one of those? I don't know if I put. 
Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, I don't know well, about that. Mine wasn't a light pH. Yeah, that one right there. That that thing right there. No, that's from Hydrofarm. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, something like this uh, doesn't really give you that much like uh, actionable intelligence on what's going on in your grow. Uh, this is only good for comparing if everything is the exact same spectrum. Sure. Comparing it based off of how you see. So like Lux uh, is uh, heavily skewed on a curve towards yellow. If you see here, you can see a par curve right. with a Lux curve over top of it. The human eye sees yellow sure. uh, a lot easier than any other colors. Our eyes are not actually that great at seeing visible light. So this, it will tell you how much yellow light is there. But it, it doesn't really tell you anything as far as uh, like what the plants are actually seeing. Plants see par; they don't see lux. But if you, uh, so they see this whole spectrum. If you have two lights of the exact same spectrum, you can get an idea at intensity, or right. like this part is brighter than this other spot in the garden. Yeah. But it doesn't tell you like I'm at 800 ppfd over the over my. I think it's garden. worthless. It's it is. Uh, it is not worthless. Basically, essentially worthless in the garden. I disagree. I have I would run 20 lights. Okay. So I'd set up these 10 light rooms and I'd have a little bit more space. And if I would have just the way that I was thinking, I would have put the lights kind of close together. What I found is when you spread them apart, they the, with the HPSs anyway, there was more light in the center <clears throat> than there was. Uh, so you're using it to try and do your hood spacing. Yeah. So, so for spacing, at least I could get intensity. All right, when I put it right here, it's at 500. When I put it right here, it's at 400. All right, let me spread it out a little bit more. Okay, I got it to where it's at 450 the whole way. Cool. It is more important to be using light meters of whatever source you can when you do have a multitude of lights up because there are definitely some factors yeah. there. If you That's just have idea. one light, it's a little bit easier to know, okay, my I have my one, I have an HLG 600, uh, which I have. I know... Everywhere in my five by five tent is fucking good to go. Like right. it's good to go. It's just the coverage it's going to do. So I don't need to check on that. Uh, maybe though, which I will be checking on the intensity of the light for different points in veg when they don't need that. I'm just starting to learn like recommended. Is it PPFD numbers for different phases of plant growth? Yep. Oh, it needs a veg doesn't need as much light as flowering. Probably same obviously as, as propagation. Light. We use very low light, but typically and but different times in veg. When I'm in prime veg, maybe I do want to you know bump that up more than early veg and actually adjusting it throughout the life cycle. See, in this in like commercial greenhouses, this is something that they do uh, when they're <laughs> setting up the greenhouse. They know that like on the floor, if everything if it's not no, nothing is on benches, they're at two hundred to four hundred ppfd. If it's uh, raised two feet up. They're at 600 to 800 PPFD, and if it's two feet higher, then they're at like their final flowering uh, PPFD that they want to be at around 900 to 1,000. So like they, you can, even in like uh, horticulture, this is pretty known, where they'll just tier that out and know their levels for different light levels. It's pretty cool. I agree. I would say seriously though, if you do have the means um, and you do need to measure this, that Pulse Pro has some badass features, uh, pulsegrow.com. I just got to show two. this one thing. Definitely don't buy one of these. $12.99 <laughs> for a three-in-one multi-purpose moisture, light, and pH meter for in the soil. Uh, something just tells me that don't work that well. I don't know. I don't think so. Where's the where's the thing we are? Port Coca Quadalum, BC. Let me ask you this though. <laughs> You're telling people, yeah, that's Canadian Tire boy. Uh, 
How many have 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 all of us owned that meter? I know I've owned. I oh, used yeah. to call the <laughs> Guru. Have you not owned that tiled meter? I I have not owned one of those meters. I would do where I was doing everything LEDs for the most part. I would just go on theoretical um how the light spread should be with lights in certain places. It's a difference. That's a difference. No, no, we're talking about the stupid moisture meter with like a pH meter, the twelve dollar one with the probe. You put it in there, you buy it at Walmart. Now they say Kmart. They do have good soil pH and moisture readers now. They're just kind of expensive. They're not twelve ninety nine. No, it's not. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like a kid's toy to get them into gardening. All right, this is a next growth question. HPS ventilation with dust filter by Sunny and Bechtopia. Okay, so if you're out there hello. using hoods, hoods still and some air cooling, listen up. It says, hey, y'all. So I just started using the cooling and glass on my lights. So sliding in your inserts, running air with an inline fan over your lights. Now I sometimes have a hard time keeping it warm enough in there. Should I put a filter over the end of this and will my lights blow up? I don't have a fan cooling them. I don't know, Scotty, have you had an experience where your fans going out with your HIDs and a hood sealed up back in the day? Of course. Of course. I think they're rated. They're yeah, rated they're, to handle they're hot. Yeah, they don't blow up. Um, if I have enough exhaust fans sucking it out, will the ball blow up? No, you're all good there. Second, can I put filters at the end of these lights so they don't suck up as much dust? So let's, uh, most definitely, if you guys have ran... Well, you got the Raptors. Those are huge. Those are Hydro Farm's biggest Raptor. All right. Now, if you're trying to figure out how far apart to space those things, <clears throat> having one of those Lux meters would be fine for 15 bucks. Maybe. And so okay. I, I have something to point out, too. Uh, when you're running air-cooled lighting, uh, it is generally advisable, and especially if you're losing heat out of the room that you would rather keep in there, Um Using the your air-cooled lighting to vent the room, too, isn't something you'd exactly want to do. You'd want to have that run starting outside of the room and ending outside of the room. So it's just cooling the lights. It's not uh, controlling anything environmental in there. I know she says she has other fans that control the environment in there. Use those to control the environment if possible. And if you can, have your uh, air-cooled runs not... The sucking out uh, and venting the room. Have it just getting its own air. Yeah, so that air is meant to cool the lights instead of uh, using this and having like a dust room over it to filter and vent out the room through the lights. Yeah, out through, in through the lung room, or from the lung room, and out to wherever. It's really hard to control your environment in that scenario, guys, is why we're saying that. Some people have a tent or a room set up somewhere where it can work, where it's one fan does it all, carbon scrubs the area goes up through the lights and out. So they're trying to do a lot at once there. Uh, fan speed controller is always good to have a fan that ha you have a speed controller on it or know that your fan motor is dimmable. Some of the cheaper fans out there, if you dim the fan down, then they, they, they will just, the motor will go out because that way you can control the air through for your lights. I do like the idea of putting a dust room on your, even on your, if you're taking air in through your hoods, it really lowers the amount of like keeping your glass clean. Cause when you have hoods right, and, you, right. and you run HID bulbs, you got to clean the glass. You got to clean the bulbs. You got to do this a couple times a cycle, at least, if not just between cycles, depending on how clean your air is running through. So I would recommend, I think the product's still out there. Horty, H-O-R-T-I, Horty Control. You had some cool different size dust rooms is what he call them. Uh, or even for intakes, if you want, I have one for the intake on my two by four tent because any air coming in there, I want to be filtered out for sure. sure. It's right by my back door. Absolutely. So I come in and out there all the time. And I know there's got to be some spores kicking around. 
There definitely is. Dude, are those, that's just bringing me back seeing that picture of that huge raptor hood, man. When I worked hydroponic retail, guy come in and pick up eight raptors, take up like a whole huge truck. Yep. Uh, How many can I fit in a container? <laughs> uh, thanks for the comments there, Maestro, hanging out. All right, it is time to recharge your hardworking soil or media or media, if you will. Uh, just shout out to Real Growers, realgrowers.com. And if you're growing the dank in Canada, dudesworld.ca will get you right to getting yourself some recharge. And this yeah. is on my top three, Scotty, because as I say, what are those top three things that have changed me, my, me and my gardening the past 20 years? LEDs for lighting, uh, microbes for soil, man. And yeah. I didn't even understand. It took me a while to even probably halfway through my growing career when we started to first understand what was going on below the surface. So I don't know it's what my favorite is off the top of my head. I'm a, uh, I, genetics. I'm, <laughs> nice. I'm reminded of microbes lately. My stomach's been a little out of sorts. And Guru keeps on telling me, he's like, a guru says here, I, you know, there's a yogurt, like a good locally grown yogurt, which actually does re-inoculate. It's kind of like recharges your gut. Are you sure that's what the problem is? I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. You so know, I'm some... not sure what the problem is with my plants, but I sure sure shit poor recharge on it. And it seems to, things seem to get better. <laughs> so I'm about to eat some of that yogurt. But I went inside and my wife's like, uh, oh, hey, I've got these uh, probiotic, vitamin B12 probiotics. And I'm like, what the fuck are those? You know, it looks like a bottle you buy like at the grocery store for six bucks. And it just reminds me of like, there's no, especially with uh, uh, vitamins and all that stuff. There's no regulation in it. It might have zero probiotics, man. <laughs> it was amazing. Just the words. Words don't matter anymore, dude. All right. Fair enough. They do, but I hear you. Probiotics, man. Prebiotics. How about that, man? Huh? I like the comparison you're saying, though, with the when we look at our plants, rhizosphere, the root system, and the micro, the gut biome we have, man. It's all really comparable. You keep that stuff healthy, keep a lot of things in there flourishing and going off, and it's digesting things I bring in there. That's what we see with putting microbes into the soil, into the rhizosphere, I like to say. It's insane. Like that the way that your gut has these little, you know, all these folds in it. If you ever seen like the intestines, they're all folded up and whatnot. And that's just like uh that's to make extra surface area for the microbes to colonize because the microbes absorb nutrients that way. You know, plants breathe uh carbon dioxide, we breathe oxygen. It's like the opposite. Man, for plants, it's the they have roots that protrude. They have got little root hairs that protrude. That's what mycorrhizae is, is even more root hairs, given more surface area for the uh, bacteria or the microbes to solubilize nutrient, man. It's crazy stuff mm -hmm. how we all, it's kind of the same stuff going on. The same bacillus that's in recharges in our guts. It's pretty neat. You want your all-in-one microbial inoculant, realgrowers.com, yellow at Amazon, Amazon Prime, Real Growers Recharge in Canada, dudesworld.ca. And if you want to learn more, dudesgrows.com. Just search Recharge in the search for all kinds of freaking information there. Yes. All right. Thank you all for grow the talk, support. Grow talk question uh, three. Humidity, humidity, humidity. My mom's basement. Okay. What we got here? A lot of humidity, apparently. What's up, BBC? First time poster here. I'm looking for some help with humidity. I just recently started running a dehumidifier in my lung room. Let's explain what a long room is, that would be if you have a main room and let's say there's two tents in it, but those tents rely on the environment in the lung room. They exhaust into that room. They pull sure. back into there from that room. So that room needs to be um, the proper humidity and temperature for growing conditions. Uh, 
let's see here. So it says, and it seems to be bringing humidity swings with it. I'm in a 13 by 12 bedroom. It's got a window AC unit, a four by four tent, and also a, he's got like a six inch Vivio sunlight uh, and a home labs, 4,500 square foot dehumidifier. When I search that dehumidifier, it looks like a common dehumidifier. We'd go get at Home Depot or whatever. Sure. Uh, maybe about knee high, a little over, which I guess maybe is irrelevant right now that I think about that because there's a lot of different knee highs, isn't there? Yeah, whoa, you just blew my mind, man. <laughs> um, okay, the room's running 71, 78 to 81 degree range. And according to the Pulse Pro, that should put my humidity around. So he's following the VPD chart within the sure. Pulse Pro. Um, has humidity around 70% for ideal veg VPD, which is 1.0 mm-hmm. or 1.0 KPA, do I say? Okay. I don't want to sound technical. Killer Pascals? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue. So when the dehumidifier runs, he has it. He wants the humidity to be around 70%. So he sets his dehumidifier. Um, and when it's set to 70%, it doesn't kick on until the room reaches 75% and runs until it gets down to 60% and repeats causing nearly the same swings in my tent. Is this a common issue? Yes, this happens to me. Or is there something else I can do and add the grow, add to the grow to level this out a little bit? I've added a screenshot of my pulse chart for reference. All right. What do you think, Scotty? So he's got, there's, he's always exhausting, correct? He's got a six inch Vivo Sun inline, always exhausting, okay. Yep, uh, so that's always pulling in air from his long, long room. His temp is fine. The problem is that his humidity is, is swinging out of range a little bit. So he's going instead of how badly only, out of range. I'm sorry, I got a got a little bit lost. How how badly out of range? <clears throat> he wants to be at seventy percent. Right. The dehumidifier kicks on at seventy five percent, but then takes it down to sixty percent. I don't think that's that bad of a range. That's I mean, not that bad. And just bad something to understand either. too is if you want uh, your dehumidifier to keep. Uh, an exact level in there. The plants in there are always transpiring when the lights are on. Uh, so it is very hard for it to be able to do that without just being on all the time. Right. Unless it's following this logic where it it, it lets it overshoot and get higher than you'd want it. And then it overshoots and gets it below so that there's some time for more moisture to build up in the air before it comes on again. There's, and there's nothing really you can do with the way these dehumidifiers work. Like the home versions we're using, like we're not using a, there's Quest is in the industry for making sure. humidifiers for use in an indoor cannabis garden on a larger scale where probably the cycling isn't that much of an overshoot. Um, so that's the best you're going to be able to do. But keep in mind, I'm running like my, I'm in the same situation here almost. I don't have a long room. My dehumidifier is in my tent. Right. But when at nighttime that you have to have, I'm usually home. So I was just, you know, I'll bring it down at night. Uh, you want it to go lower if you're looking at, I don't want 70% at night. And the, another thing you can look into, which sometimes still compatibility doesn't work well, is controllers. Day, day and nighttime humidity controllers that you have your dehumidifier plugged into. But there's some variables there, like when your dehumidifier doesn't have power and this controller kicks it back on, is right. it going to remember the set point? What set point will it be at? Does it remember where it's supposed to be? You got to look into the manual and read instructions on that shit. Uh, so it's kind of, I don't mind your swing though. I think that's completely acceptable to grow some good flower and that's cool that you're trying to follow VPD pretty closely. Yeah. I don't think it's going to mean too much <clears throat> with it just being what 10, but with swing within 10, 15 points. Um, I don't have the VPD chart in front of me. I was going to see what, it, what it's swinging. I mean, I'm going to guess like 0.8 at the lowest up maybe to 1.1 or something, which 
would be fine. He did comment a tip on the window AC unit. I just got one of these in mom's basement says on the window AC unit, it only has the knob with a one to 10. So new, so no real temp control. Of course, you can figure out what one to 10 is going to do in your grower environment with a hygrometer or whatever, but spend a little more. I got one with the digital control. So I could just you know, beep, beep, beep to whatever temperature I needed. And that was like $30 or $40 more for a 5,000 BTU window unit. I, ideally, one. though, you have one that is just either on or off and you can hook that up to your own controller to be able to control it. Same with like the dehumidifier. If you are handy with electronics at all, you can probably take it apart and take out the controller for it so that it's either just on or off and then let a separate uh, humidistat control that. Uh, we'll give you like finer tuned control and more accurate than the built-in one that is in either of those. Um, but also you have to be able to like uh, look at the board on this and take apart and take out the actual control unit and have it to where it's just that compressor's on or it's off. That's how Guru tell me I have. He, he uh, assumed that I could do shit like that. I know. <laughs> like, what are you telling me I have to do? <laughs> Look, I'll just fly out here and do it, right? Uh, what's soup have to say here? Humidifiers often have crappy humidistats that aren't accurate. Most humidifiers on the market are designed for home use, so they don't need to be very precise. So as you can try bumping, I did have to do this, bumping the dehumidifier settings down a bit so it comes on sooner, but that might lower you know, the humidity further than you want. So thanks there, mom's basement. And the comments, man, DDC, Rasufa, chiming in, Jay Maestro, uh, as well as Sunny in Bactopia. And right Sue. on, right on. Uh, tell you about the pros list before we talk about what's going on in our grows. Okay. So we want to get your DGC gear. Dudegrows.com forward slash pros. Radical bags back full in stock. And uh, these are stitched. These are stitched in B-Town, Scotty. Made, handmade in Denver. Uh, but radical bags, if you guys are using or looking into fabric pots, please consider checking out this all mesh radical bag because it's radical. All right, move. Just kidding. It's just um, this close up of it. <clears throat> I just think a hand stitched in Denver, how laborious that looks. Well, not the whole <laughs> mesh material. Yes. Uh, but these bags are awesome, guys. They air prune your roots, um, and they last a long time. They're PVC. Actually, I've had mine outside for two seasons now, and that says something when you're out in the sun. But air pruning your roots is going to give you more root surface area. They're definitely harder to overwater if you've had those issues as a newer grower. And they come in a few different sizes. Of course, a few. One gal to, uh, I think, 600 gal. Yes. It's awesome. Big bags. If you're making beds at all, if they're big bags are on sale, coupon code dude at gardengearsupply.com. And then they have the transplant bags too, which have the nice Velcro opening down the side, which I do Badass. recommend. It and is like also, a super high quality. You can get grow bags for two bucks on Amazon. And this is, does represent, do I dare to say it, the Rolls Royce of grow bags. And I'm, I just like them because I've used them for two years. They hooked me up with a few hundred gallon ones. I just left them over the winter, just refilled them, and they're just strong, man. Yeah, other they're way easier to clean than crappy. the uh, clean and reuse than the mesh ones as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gardengearsupply.com, coupon code dude, check them all out. OGDGC, let's go into our grows. I mean, I got something off the top here. I don't know what you got. You can't talk about your bucket system for a minute. It's banned. It will hang on. I'll just go, I'll just go first because fucking you just check out Instagram. You're not on the gram, bro. I did a special midnight edition of what's going on in my grow a couple nights ago. Was hanging no. out. I actually okay. So whatever. Uh, subscribe to us on Instagram. But over on Instagram, I did explain the real bucket system. I showed how to build one, how to make one yourself. Uh, 
showed kind of what some of the plants look like in veg, the auto flowers. Nice. So yeah, that's what, that's what was going on in my grow is hanging out and smoking joints late at night. What's our Instagram food. dude grow show? Fucking no, man. I don't go on Instagram. No, at, at, at dude, dude grows. grows, man. At dude grows. Hey, you know, Facebook, don't make fun yeah. of me. I, I got my own prefaces of what to keep up with in life. And, you know, Damn I straight. do the show. I do the show. I love it. Uh, in my grow, I will say that, uh, well, first off, these are beauties. These came in. Um, I don't know how I hold them out. Bam. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you go. Got some yeah. nice habaneros oh, here. Be careful. There. I'm trying to figure out what to do. I mean, do you have a quick recommendation? I know some different things. Make some hot sauce for that. Like if you have a fresh, freshy habanero, what's your go-to? Do you have a go-to, either of you? You put it in Chinese food. Uh, Say if you're doing like stir-fry noodles or something like that, a little hunk of a habanero in there will get it going. You ferment that shit. Mute it and get the good flavor from it. Guru is just complex, man, all right? He's a complex (laughs) man, okay? You say what? Mute it? It uh so yeah when you ferment hot peppers that's like how you make hot sauce first you muddle it uh, to mute it it, it uh, kind of mutes the heat so like you don't get as much of the capsaicin from it it comes out in the fermentation uh but you still get all the really good flavor of the peppers because like habanero and ghost peppers taste fire if they didn't like scorch your mouth with Scoville units are you sure I'm very sure have you ever had like from Big City Burrito the strawberry habanero that they do oh yeah it's not it's that true. hot it's true it's because it's fermented and then mixed with strawberries and it's I mean, they fucking cut delicious that shit with strawberries. yeah but a lot of, wait they're probably taking the seeds out I know some people have those recipes where they don't do all this but take the seeds out and that's it's not the that. seeds man it's the uh white stuff you know whatever that oh, white membrane is that's where yeah, all the and hangs man yeah all right. I'm smart now. I learned when I was around 17, maybe I ate half of one out of like my friends, my, his dad's garden. He's like, eat this. I'm like, I'll eat half of that. I eat all kinds of hot shit. And that wrecked me for like a full day. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, also on the other end of that, in the cultivation side, I have blinded myself for like an hour and a half with a Trinidad. Uh, just from touching the stem of it and not wearing any gloves and then touching my Holy eyes. Holy shit, I just touched that. Oh, these are- eyes and private parts don't get near really, really hot no. peppers like that, even if you're just touching the plant. Like, no no go. I've been actually pulling. I pulled a couple jalapenos from my from my Chinese food that I made a couple nights ago. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I have some purple cayennes coming out now. Mm. Uh, the hobs aren't ready yet. The ghosts, there, I have a shitload. Like I said, it's the Mondo Grow Dots experiment. I just threw some of those Grow Dots well, on there. And holy shit, I have a shitload of ghosts. It's pretty cool. Since we do talk about growing the dank, I will mention that uh, you can give me a yay or nay on this. I, I, the weather's changing here a little bit. I don't know if the summer's going to keep going. So I'm like, you know what? I have a lot of peppers on these plants that I want to finish. It's like, dude, throw them in the five by five. Just throw, and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. You throw plants outside that 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 I'm and in my head I'm like they look clean, but if I'm no. willing to harvest them all to switch to growing my cannabis here soon towards the end of September, then why I can do a full clean just because I had peppers in there? You don't you think I'm gonna maybe contaminate the tent and I might have an yeah. issue? Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'm, worried about it. I'm gonna go for it because I think I can clean up in between well enough to like not worry about it. Um, and there's so many peppers still on this. Like, I, I really want to finish them. I, mean, I feel like 
Am I guilty? Is that enough cannabis talk for what's going on in our growth? But coming up, guys, it's still summer, summertime a little bit. So it is nice to be shut down. For me, I know you're not shut down, Scotty. My growth's like going off, down. man. My growth's completely going off. I'm about, about to harvest probably half a dozen really nice auto flowers. Got none that are as big as what I saw in uh, what, what the pros are doing over there. But fuck, three gallons, too small, put them in a five gallon. You know, really fucking easy to grow. They are fairly forgiving, I will say. I have let these things wilt, come back and give them, like let them wilt as a, as a, as a rule and come I back. I want to see your auto flower flower. I want to see that harvest for sure. I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, I think it's coming up. I was scoping them, uh, the trikes, a couple amber, mostly white. But what are you seeing in quality? What are you seeing? Your hat, you I mean, it's, not, it's not the most covered in frost thing ever, but I take a look it at it. That's not the most important. Yeah. I mean, that is important. You will, but, you'll see on Instagram, they look nice. They, granted, right. I abuse the hell out of them, but yeah, these things look nice. They look like they, they should get you high. I'll see you on the next Grow Talk, sir. Deal. All right. Who, hey, who's slinging this recharge out at our local hydroponic retail stores? Support your local hydro stores, guys. What you got? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Lucky's Grow Supply in Guthrie, Oklahoma, with a shout out to John. All right. I take it. Support your local Do Grow show. Twogrows.com forward slash support. If we helped your grow, answer your grow talk question, or you just want to hook up on some genetics, let's shout out some of these cats supporting the show. I got Sam Moonrock and Thurman 420. Right. Smoke dog and throwing boxes. What's up, Bev? Bev drank and Ganja Dad. Hey, Mr. J. Rob's off the freaking wall. <laughs> Mid-Michigan Josh, how's it going? And old Ethiopian Smokey. All right, guys. Peace out. Stay higher. Until next time. We're coming at you. Take it easy, dude. Will do. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss fans is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed.